ladies and ladies, and the few gentlemen that are able to get wet, welcome to Death Metal Dukes. Live and direct from the House of Pierce. Woo! I was just telling the live Facebook viewers that there are several things that could go wrong when we record at our house as opposed to our studio. Our producer Mark's on vacation this week, and we wanted to keep the action going. My kids could pop out, my dog's wieners could pop out, and my cats could pop out. Our wieners will pop out. That's a distinct frank possibility. (laughs) Frank. Franked. 100% be franks. Man, how was your uh, holiday, buddy? I don't know. It was fucking eating food and hanging out with kids, man. That is the general consensus of the holiday. And when you got kids, dude, the uh, old holiday loses all its magic for you because I spent every fucking dollar that I had yeah. to get some stupid presents. We got bikes. We got uh, video games. All that dumb shit. Yeah, same shit, except for no bikes. well fuck man i'm uh ready to get back into the old podcast ready to get back into the old podcast game this week uh we are starting a three-part endeavor now we've been coming at you with some one-parters trying to keep it spicy spiced and i know you guys missed out on brutal killings gore guts and murder last week so we decided to come back real strong this week and dive into andre chicatillo A.K.A. The Red Ripper. A.K.A. The Butcher of Rustoff. A.K.A. The Rustoff Ripper. Yeah. <laughs> now, he's a slob, if you haven't gathered it. He is from deep within the heart of the Soviet Union. Home of jumpsuits. Yeah, oh, yeah. There <laughs> is Adidas stripes a-flowing. Adidas shoes a-going. There's gold necklaces. There's hairy backs. Ball like a motherfucker. There's too. sweat lodges. There's pickled everything. They yes. do like a lacto ferment pickle, which is pretty goddamn gross. What? what yeah, it's like uh, lacto fermented. I think is a, you let lacto bacillus ferment what you got in there. So instead of making like a pickle brine, you leave your food and a bacteria grows on it, and then it just kind of. Gives it a certain flavor. Like, it goes in beer, too, like a lactobacillus bacteria. So I think you inoculate. I don't fucking know, man. What am I even talking about? I know what it tastes like. You're no Bill Nye. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking dumb shit. (laughs) Well, hell, man. Welcome back into the void with Christopher Pierce. And Buddy Lloyd. And, of course, you can follow Death Metal Dicks across all social media, at Death Metal Dicks. Feel free to chop it up with me and Buddy on any platform. We're always here to talk, at least for a little bit want to give a special thanks to our high dollar patrons which is ryan parker matt mess bobby henderson and cat mccorkle thank you guys for being the big baller patrons and if you want to get on that list all you got to do is swing over to patreon.com backslash death metal dicks that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com backslash death metal dicks all that is is a platform where you can directly interact with artists. We got a lot of extra goodies for sale over there. So you just subscribe and you can read all the different tiers about what we got going on. Which brings me to my next point because we're about to do live shows and those are only going to be available to patrons. We are going to be at Bike Rack Brewing Sweet. Sunday. January 28th, and the first one is selling so well, we added a second show, so basically what we're going to do is we're going to do one podcast with Sam Talent, one podcast with a comedian named Raj Suresh, so if you guys come out, you'll have a comedy show with me and Sam, and then after that, we'll do a podcast, so we're going to do two different ones, Uh, we're going to get a link up to that real soon, where you can click the link and reserve your seats. I guess people have been blowing up the brewery, and they've been writing names down, but the most accurate way will be to follow the link, which is not up yet, which is always a great time to tell people about what you're doing <laughs> when you don't have it available. But yeah, if you're in Northwest Arkansas, which uh, not a ton of our audience is, but if you're there, 
and you want to come to our first live show, man, that's a doozy. Sam Talent is a delight. He is such a cool motherfucker, man. You're going to have a ton of fun with that. You know, he's been on Viceland. He writes for Vice. Been on Comedy Central. So come on out. I just fucked the uh, old YouTube camera up there. Real professional. This is going to be the headache, buddy. Uh-huh. of doing this podcast on our own is that we have to circumnavigate actually doing stuff in between talking about serial killers. <laughs> we just start doing meth. We could build a studio in like two days. <laughs> yeah, that's true, man. I always thought about... Uh, it's for free, too. Yeah. How does one get meth? Because I've been taking Adderall for a long time. and uh, Just walk pro- next door. Oh, yeah, you're right. The, well, the problem with the Adderall is that every six months I have to go to a doctor... To get all my medical levels checked to make sure I'm not overdosing on Adderall or whatever. Even though I've been on it since I was like eight years old. Yeah. I had to go back and get checked every six months. But in order to make an appointment and follow through with it, I need Adderall. So I've run out of Adderall. And I want to go back to the doctor to get the Adderall. It's no good. Because my brain doesn't work like, hey, go to the doctor. I made two appointments already and canceled. And if you make a third one and cancel, then they kick you off the patient roster. And getting a doctor is a pain in the ass. So I'm at a conjuncture. So I can see how people get on methamphetamine because you need something to get you through. You know what I mean? uh, Apparently, to get you fucked up for about three days. That's what I heard. Man. If you just really wanted to chomp down on a task. Speaking of chomping into tasks, we're talking about Andre Chikatila today. He's the number one Soviet serial killer of all time, responsible for a confessed 56 deaths, most of which were children. Worldwide, he ranks pretty high up there. He was a nasty ruski. I imagine vodka was flowing, Adidas is showing, everything's pickled. There's some wrestling and all of that slob shit. Yes. And you're probably correct. And what else do Russians do? Leg locks. You think this guy's leg locking kids? I got a feeling that he's not doing (laughs) any sambo at all. He's doing some bungbo. (laughs) (laughs) I think this was actually before sambo was going on. And boy, did this kid have a shit life. He came into the world hard and he was... What the fuck? For some reason, you chugging that fucking juice just blew my brain. That's so gross. Why would he drink that? Because it's gross. I like gross shit. What is it? Blackberry? Blackberry is still reserved. <laughs> it's so gross, dude. Yeah. You're scum. It tastes like Prince. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. Old Andre came into the world as hard as you possibly could, and he left with one of the biggest kill counts and most gruesome modus operandis of all time. I'm telling you off the tippity top, he ate uteruses. Hell yeah. Which is some real slob shit. Oh no, comrade. Don't let none of the body go to waste there. You pickle that motherfucker? I'm sure he lacto fermented the fucking uterus. Uh you know, Andre came by honestly though. He was born during a Holocaust, essentially, and then followed that with the middle of his life being taken over by Nazi occupation of Russia. While he grew up, you had to couple that together with him being the kid in class that all the other kids decided to bully. If you're watching the live feed and you see shit shaking, it's, our, it's Chris's boner popping up. Yeah, I'm rock hard. <laughs> <laughs> this gets him hot. <laughs> Andre was born October 16th, 1936 in the Ukrainian USSR. During that time, Ukrainians were dying in mass due to Joseph Stalin and a mass famine. Ole Andre was born with hydrocephalus, which is water on the brain, and that caused him to be not able to connect the pain to, to the, the brain. brain. And it would also cause urinary tract problems in life that were going to be his eventual biggest downfall. So he like pee in his brain? It wasn't water? No, 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 no. The water in the brain led to urinary tract trouble, which will lead to some pissing, but not within his brain. So you would say he would be pee-brained? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Old piss mind over here. Old fucking TT thoughts. <laughs> uh, his parents were collective farm laborers. 
And the idea behind Stalin's collectivization was to make sure everyone was equal. So in a perfect world, everyone would share everything. But the reality was, as with all humans involved, greed takes over. And uh, what ended up happening is that everything was taken from all the farmers. You know what I mean? So everyone that manufactured any type of food, the government would come and suck it away. Now, if you were a collective farmer or a collective farm laborer, what you were given in exchange for work was the right to farm on your land, which sounds like because you were farming on your land, you would have all the food you needed. But as it turned out, the government would take all of the food and, of course, distribute it to the places that they really wanted to distribute to, like the higher classes of people and the government officials. So at the end of the day, even the collective farmers and anyone involved in the food growing process would not get the food they made. They would only get the rations provided to them by Stalin's government, which was a brilliant plan because over the course of Stalin's reign, it cost 13 million lives. Jesus Christ. What a dumb shit. Yep. Next time you dream of communism, remember this. When you put on your Rage Against the Machine album and your brain goes, you know what, man, I like this guy's way of thinking. I want to become a Zapatista <laughs> oh, <fuck>. <laughs> or whatever goofy shit Rage Against the Machine was into. I know for a fact they were communists, but this is what happens. You starve out an entire th formerly thriving country of people. Now, it is true that they were having a natural famine due to weather-related circumstances and just the way the earth was in Soviet Russia at the time. However, it sure didn't help that people weren't allowed to fend for themselves. Yeah, for sure. China's the same way. Even really to this day, there's a lot of crazy shit that goes on there. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're probably talking about for sure when Mao was around, yeah. which is like definitely a Rage Against the Machine poster candidate because he was all about equality and unity. Yeah. But he's got the highest kill count, I think, maybe more than Hitler. I can't remember. Because when you count starvation as a part of like a Holocaust, the amount of people that were starved out in China. I, I feel like the Mao regime did more than the Nazis. And I feel like that's why Mike Tyson got Mao tattooed on him. Yeah. Well, he was a <laughs> fucking idiot. He had a Che Guevara tattoo. He had a Che Guevara and a Mao tattoo. What a ding dong. Yeah, Is man. he the singer Rage Against the Machine? That would be so... He kind of sounds like... family with the pockets full of shells. This is going to get around your family with his pocket full of shells. God damn, man. That boy ain't climbing no trees. Yeah, a hunger hit the Chikatilo family hard. Andre said he never tried bread until he was 12 years old. And his Whoa. family would often have to dine on leaves and grass to get through the night. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, delicious. You could use a little bit of leaves and grass in your life. I could, man. You're uh, fading out of the live picture here, Lloyd. I'm fading out of life. <laughs> <laughs> God, I wish. I hate talking about the technology on the podcast. We'll get the balance worked out, though. I think we can do it by ourselves at least once or twice. <laughs> Meth. Uh, yeah, you're That's probably right. We should man. hit it. We're just going to have to do a big old line. Some big point. old trailer park rail of methamphetamine would do as well. Uh, so Andre's mom, Anna, told him that he had an older brother. And they gave birth to the older brother, and everything was going great, except there was no food. So when the older brother turned four, the Chikatilo's neighbors came and abducted the young boy and then ate him for dinner. <laughs> Hell yeah. And uh, cannibalism was certainly a possibility during this time, but there is no further confirmation or denial of his brother existing. In other words, Andre never saw the boy. He could only relay the story. It's kind of like uh, Christmas time whenever my kid been acting up at school and shit i told him about uh krampus yeah and i have like a dog skull somebody gave me and i duct taped it to my head and <laughs> i wrapped a fucking uh, tablecloth over my head and went outside after i told him and like read a hand -lit written letter and wrapped it for him to be uh -oh. good well thank god that somebody uh married you and allowed you to be in charge of their children <laughs> hey that motherfucker went to school the next day and was good well yeah because he thinks some mythical creature is gonna come and kill him if he is not well, no, man. I didn't tell him that. I told him that I was going to eat him, which doesn't mean you're going to die. Oh, yeah, sure, of course. I'm sure that's how a kid brain works. Like, uh, this giant horned demon that it wrote me a note in my backyard is not going to kill me. He's just going to 
Take a toe. Chow me up. <laughs> Dude, take a toe, man. You, yeah. you ain't no big toe. Yeah, I mean, that's a great way to uh, raise someone else's kids, buddy. <laughs> you are right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, when the Soviet Union got in the mix of World War II, his father thusly became part of the Red Army. Over here, if you went and fought for the good old red, white, and blue, you know, the hearts of the free world, the blue blood of America, and someone captured you while you were fighting on the front lines and made you a prisoner of war, what would happen when you came back home? You would uh, come back, and then the government would rehire you as a mercenary to come over and free the rest of the POWs. And uh, you would kick all their asses, and then you would release them, but everybody would die in the helicopter battle. And you would still fly out, and you would soar on the wings of an American Eagle. Yeah. And if you've never seen Rambo, that's what the fuck happens. And so Americans Rambo too. here at home would love you. Maybe. <laughs> You'd be a fucking hero. That's what happens. Look at John McCain. In America, if you're a prisoner of war... You come back a hero. Now, not big enough of a hero that you would have uh, permanent income or medical care, but enough of a hero that you would be recognized as a war hero. You know what I mean? Yeah. In Russia, it was the exact opposite. The Soviet Union had some weird policy because of Putin's paranoia. What did I say? Putin? Yeah. Yeah, I'm stuck. Uh, Because of Stalin's paranoia that if someone was a prisoner of war – that they were scum. It was like uh, if you got arrested and you went to prison and you were looking at like a 25-year sentence, you know, but somehow you only got sentenced to three or four years, well, then everyone on the outside world would know that you were a snitch. You made some type of deal to skirt that sentence. Let's be honest, man. Russia is the fucking white version of japanese samurai dude they're the hardest they're like the hardest dude they yeah fucking like it's like man you just don't dishonor shit man yeah super hard that's and why like all the combat sports man all the russians kick fucking asses even boxing man boxing they fucking crush oh yeah you got uh uh vladi lomachenko out there dude that's a good ass boxer he looks like a beautiful white floyd mayweather <laughs> but better he's better than floyd mayweather man i wouldn't say that because he hasn't been tested near as much as floyd mayweather but he is a very he's a great boxer he certainly could be uh i guess what you would consider the next floyd mayweather he's doing a i mean he's a bad motherfucker just the way i'm only saying that because the way he moves you know he's so active yeah he's always moving around uh good good head but know, his punches they're not love taps Oh, I think he hits harder. I think he's a harder-hitting boxer. He could definitely be a better boxer. I mean, he's like the hope in boxing right now. Yeah. Is uh, Vladi Lomachenko and Triple G and guys like that who are exciting. But, yeah, Russians rule a combat sports. And, uh, yeah, this I mean, this is just a great example of that type of mentality that they had going into this. But because if you went to war, you had two choices. One, come back with hundreds of deaths under your belt as a hero of combat that can be verified by all the other soldiers or two, you come back in a body bag as a hero that took as many as he could out before you came back to your sweet red home. You did not come back a prisoner of war. They thought that that meant you were weak or that you were making some type of deal with the government to come back as a spy. One of those two, either way, you were shunned in the community. You did not come back welcome. And, you know, when you're in a poor, impoverished area, and this is a small town, the gossip mill runs deep that's all there is to do you know this is a time obviously there's no tv no internet the subsequent form of entertainment is gossiping about your goofy ass neighbors so definitely this is bad 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 for andre man i mean so it's like uh is it south korea that's all fucked up south korea north korea south korea's got it a lot better than north korea okay, north so korea is the one that's fucked. north korea basically lives in like the fucking 60s 70s 80s and 90s are they, are they not allowed to have internet there yeah it's a no internet situation well they have internet so like they have smartphones but the the korean internet got like leaked out a couple years ago the entire internet it's like 52 websites <laughs> so they got dumb phones yeah and they're all like uh all of the 52 or whatever websites were are like different accomplishments of, uh, I want to say, Chow, what's a, uh, Kim Jong-un. They're all like, oh, he sexed a dolphin and climbed to this 
highest mountain in the world all by himself. And it's like photoshopped pictures of him doing goofy shit. And there's like, you know, no options of traveling. There's like a vacation guide where you can get a travel agent and go somewhere within North Korea. Whoa. Yeah. So, so he's like Jesus, but real shit. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, Hell I mean, yeah, he man. tells people God and he kind of made himself into a quasi God. <laughs> ah, fuck, man. We got to get there, dude. Yeah, I mean, what a great platform. Uh, we just breached 100,000 listens. Really? Yeah, so Damn. in a way, we could rule over this podcast and suck users into worshiping us like some sort of demigod. I'm not sucking any dicks in any kind of worship. I'll yeah. watch you do it. Okay. I, I bet you got, hey, you got, do you got some DS. I do too, man. I'm not sure what a big lip has ever had to do with sucking a dick. You know what I mean? It feels good. Especially Are you sure? Man, it's got to be. I mean, I would think just if you could cover your teeth and suck <laughs> and move your tongue around. If you chapstick it, dude, so it's like easy. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The ch- I know. think the chapstick, but I think a thin lip could do a, a, a fine job working a wing. Uh, but yeah. We're How gonna, do we get on that? Oh, yeah, we're talking about becoming gods. Well. We are. Yeah, of course. That's the uh, whole idea of Satanism is yeah. that, uh, whoa, whoa, say Satan's name and something moves. <laughs> Damn, that was creep. A haunted yeah. house. Show us your haunted blouse. <laughs> hey, man, ghost hits. Uh, yeah, so I feel super bad for this family. Um, Andre and his mom lived in a one-bedroom shack. They shared a bed. While his father was gone, him and his mother had to watch – the Nazi occupation of Ukraine. They saw shootings. They saw the Nazis set fire to shit. They saw bombings. They saw body parts blown all over the place. They had to often hear sirens from air raids coming and then dive into a ditch or cellar, whatever they were close to, to get away from the fear of imminent death coming down upon them. And at one point, the Nazis burned down the one-bedroom shack that they shared with each other. And, you know, Andre's mom is here. His dad's gone. You know, he's missing as a in war. They assume he's dead. And uh, her and old fucking water skull, I was telling you about those urinary tract problems. Here's where they really come into play. Uh, what happens is that you got this guy's mush brain, and he's laying in bed with his mom. They got a twin-size bed, and every night this kid is pissing it. Yeah. So you're just trying to hold your family together you don't have any food. You don't have any fucking liquor to dampen your feelings with. You just got a kid laying next to you, pissing the bed right now. You got no plastic sheets. No, you got man. no modern conveniences. No you just got a pissy mattress and a kid who won't stop. I mean, for one, you could have just like gathered some leaves and had him sleep on the floor, but he's probably too scared. That's probably what happened, well, right? You can't do that because that's food, dude. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, I wonder if the guy from Mattress Firm, you know, like every time they see a mattress to give you a fucking protector. Right. I wonder if the dude's like a fucking, uh, you know, like he had a kid that was like a serial killer or some shit, and he's like, he just kept pissing the bed. I've been selling beds for a while. I thought, fuck, <laughs> I'll just go into business, throw these in. Fuck, man, that's a good selling point. Yeah. But in an alternate world, she just got soaked in piss every night. <laughs> and then on top of that, you know, while his dad was gone, she gave birth to a daughter named Tatiana, his little sister. And he had been gone for like five years in war. So the only way that this probably could have happened is, one, perhaps she was fooling around with another Ruski, but more than likely she suffered the fate that so many Ukrainian women did during Nazi occupation. She was raped by a soldier and then gave birth to that soldier's illegitimate child. So Andre is the illegitimate child. No, no, no. His sister, Tatiana. His si- okay. Right. Okay. He was already born. I think he was six years old at this point, which means that as a six-year-old, he probably had to lay in a twin-size bed next to his mom while she was raped by a Nazi soldier. Which, I mean, that sucks, but, you know, the kid made up for it became a... An Olympic gold medalist in ice skating. <laughs> <laughs> what a uh, spicy <laughs> forecast there. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we know from covering serial killers in the past that all of your sexual desires, once you get older, are formatted by the imprint that's laid out before you in your youth. So if you're into any weird shit, chances are you experienced some type of trauma when you were a kid or – you were just involved in situations over and over again that 
made your mind wander down this path. So watching your mother get raped by a Nazi when you're six probably did a lot to uh, normalize sexual violence for Andre. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So Andre started school in 1944. And the first thing that kids notice is that he had a big old set of tits. Yeah. Despite starving. I was the same way, man. I was not a fat kid, but I had big old fucking mushy jugs. Me too, man. That's called gynoclimastia. My tits are like... Uh, but you like, were a fucking fat kid. Yeah, you were too, man. Uh, when I... Not until like fifth or sixth... I, I grew into my tits. But when I first... like, I, I remember being a skinny kid and taking my shirt off at this pool party. And a kid just goes, Hey, how come your nipples don't look like my nipples? Nice nipples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm nicknamed you pepperoni tits. It's we bet. Yeah, well, you got some weird fucking tits too. I do too, man. Hey, dude, listen. They point. We both had bowl cuts and we were both fat, man. Yeah. We both like to eat ass. And you know, like your grandparents, <laughs> they'll tell you, don't make a mess of the dinner table. Oh, yeah. That's why you get a bowl cut and you eat ass because if you eat the bowl of the hoe, it's not going <laughs> to make a mess, but it's getting right in the foot. It's going to, you're eating your cereal. It's not getting nowhere, man, because you got a place to land it. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> we should uh, get bow cuts, man. I'm ready. Hey, uh, I know this is going to suck for a podcast, but keep in mind we're doing this one by ourselves for the first time. When you laugh, you got to pull that back a touch because it's making this guy peek out, so it probably just sounds like whenever that happens. That's what my life sounds like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You totally garble everything out most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're fucking technical walking through, being our own masters. Get a studio, guys. It's much, much easier. Uh, it made me lose totally where I was at. Eat some ass. Uh, oh, eating ass and bowl cuts. Yeah, and bowl cuts are good for eating ass, too, because if I'm going to Chowtown and my hair gets down and you got to worry about, you know, whipping it out, pulling it back, a bowl cut's perfect because you get that long hair that says, fuck you, God, but also... You can lick a butt easily. Man, when you uh, Paul Mitchell it, dude, so it's all like super hard and shit, that bull's not going nowhere. So you can lay down and they can sit on your face. You can eat that ass and not make a mess. Yeah, all right, yeah. <laughs> you just let the hair go back. That's a genius. And second to having huge wonky tits that the kids noticed right away, some other little kids came and spied on him taking a leak and noticed he had a weird-ass foreskin. Whoa, weird wiener? Weird wiener. <laughs> <laughs> we were basically... Andre Chikatilo is ourself. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, dude. Uh, but, yeah, I'm sure they didn't get circumcised back then, so he probably just had some big lump on the tip of his ding. Look at a fucking uncooked bacon in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Raw flapper just slapping around. Here's some that eggs way. and bacon. <laughs> yeah, so poor Andre, man. He's getting made fun of, and then when his father comes back, He's the enemy of the town because he's a traitor, prisoner of war. He should have died over there. Everyone hates him. And now he's a target of bullies. And that stress combined with not having any food, he starts having fainting spells on top of that. So if you're a bully, you love to kick the shit out of young Andre. Yep. And what do you think little Soviet Slav shits did in their free time? Just drinking vodka, bullying, and jacking each other off. For sure. That's all they did. They would just... Go out to that shed with those weird sticks like we saw Fedor Emelianenko do in those fight videos and suck each other's little dicks, and he couldn't get a bone. You, so. know, those motherfuckers, <laughs> you know, you go to a claw machine at Walmart, and you're like, man, i got to win something. The easiest thing to win is those cheap, shitty watches. Yeah. And you get one, and, that, and then, like, you just slap on a cheap, shitty fucking Adidas fucking jumpsuit, man. And that's a kid's. That's all the kids in Russia. Every kid in Russia looks like that. Yeah, fake gold accessories and an Adidas jumpsuit, the prized possession. There's no way Andre would have been able to afford an Adidas jumpsuit. And you know what's funny about that, too, is that they were occupied by the Nazis. Did you know that Adidas is a Nazi company? No way. Yeah, dude, they're from Nazi Germany. They, like, supplied the Nazis with shit. That's why I only wear ponies. A pony? (laughs) (laughs) Corn made me want to wear these ponies. Man, speaking of ponies, fucking, I swear to God, Sam, when I first met him, he got a fucking pair of ponies. He, like, posted a picture online and was like, should I buy these? And I was the only person to be a good friend and be like, no. (laughs) Everybody's like, hell yeah. Yeah, everyone else was trying to get it. That's like, oh yeah, Sam, you should buy those. The thing about ponies, man, is it leads to success. That's why nobody wants you to buy them, really. You think so? Yeah, dude, think about it. Is it because they're fast? I mean, it's your success is fast. It's over. Or is Pony owned by Tony? 
The Below Job Pony. <laughs> man. man, I love old Tony, man. We got to get Tony shirts. We got to get Tony on the podcast. <laughs> oh, a live show, man. He'll suck everybody off of the audience. He sure will. Um, this is around the time where the biggest glaring issue in Andre's life started to take hold. Now, think about when you're a young boy. You might be at home watching Sex in the City, and you notice a certain something started to take place. You kind of start to stiffen up. Your pants become uncomfortable. And around 9 or 10 years old, you start to give it a rub-a-dub-dub. And that is a bathtub chub. I used to jack off so much in the bathtub, dude. Yeah, man. My dad Absolutely. Would, my dad would be like, how come you take so many baths? I was like, I'm playing with it. No, nah, I don't want to tell him that, <laughs> It was weird, man. One time we were in a hotel room. Oh, yeah, this is the only time. It's not a one time. We are in a hotel room. This is the only time I fucking whacked was my dad was asleep in the bed and I saw some weird fuzzed out porn on the on the uh, hotel screen and I was like, wow. You jacked next to your dad? Yeah, he was facing the other wall, so it was like I was in another room. And it, just so everyone knows, your dad is your grandpa, so he's like, how old was he then? Like 60s? He's like 60s, yeah. Dude, he was not in another room. He was just facing the other way. I mean, but his eyes weren't there. We'll get into <laughs> some eyes in this episode oh, or the next. Well, yeah, not this one. As long as I Caesar yeah. for the pleaser. All right. So, you know, around this time, Andre starts to notice, like most of us, you get horny a lot. Only Andre is not getting boned up. Now, somehow he can goop even though he can't get hard. So what I'm guessing is he just slapped with that little limp dilly dally around and Dropping out little dribbles of goop. Did you ever have that like dribble before you got white stuff? It was just like a clear bloop 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 that came out. Yeah, when I was a kid, I had to fucking like hop action figures on the head of my dick to do karate kicks <laughs> yeah, off yeah, to the yeah, other yeah, one. Yeah. Well, this is like the age that he was. You know, he's so like I'm, slapping his balls, and it's like, oh man, only mustard water is coming out of this bottle. Yeah, and if you find out that you're not able to get a boner when you're nine or ten, it's all over from there. Man, I got boners when I was like three. Yeah, I know for sure. But that's what I'm saying. Like when everyone else is talking about boners and all there is to do in the Slav town is to jack each other off, you're going to notice that there's a big problem and a big difference between you and everybody else. You ain't getting a dick hard. You ain't getting a dick hard, but you're still gooping it out and you're still getting horny as hell. You just can't do shit about it. Despite living in such a shit environment, Andre spent his teens as an ardent communist. He somehow loved the party, even though he goddamn knew better. He joined the Communist Youth League and got appointed to delegate street marches. He was a good student. He worked hard. He had to work double hard because of that water on the brain. He wasn't a natural. And studying gave him headaches, and then the water on his brain made it hard for him to remember shit. Fuck, man. I bet I got water on my brain. You might have, dude, because your mom was definitely partying, definitely probably dropped you. But the thing is, is I think you get water on the brain by squeezing through a tight hole, and you probably did not have that issue. <laughs> You're right, man. That was like a... That you was just like fucking a, flopped the hell out, dude. That was she like probably a, had to hold you back. <laughs> that's like that old trampoline somebody gives away. There, here you go, man. And you're jumping in, and you're like, fuck, there's a huge rip in this thing. Oh, it, yeah, just whoop. And I'll fucking sprain both my ankles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So when Andre was 17, he says that he got his first crush, which I assume means he flipped his flaccid, weird foreskin around until he dripped goop out to this girl named Lila Barshiva. And they met during doing the school paper. Andre was a shy kid. Definitely not due to the cruel treatment of his classmates and the inability to get a hard dick. And he actually had grown into a big old strong sloth. He was over six feet tall and... The name that bullies called him was Andre the Strong. So first they picked on him because he was weak and had weird tits. And then when he got big and strong, they picked on him because he was big and strong. <laughs> so, a phoebe. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I remember being picked on in school because I was extra huge. And me too. It's like you get bullied for being just big. It's like I could definitely kill you. And somehow you're gonna pick on me for that factor. It's just whatever kids man, can one, pick it for you being different, they'll do it. Man, once I figured out I could whoop somebody's fucking ass, man, it was over, dude. Yeah, it was over, man. Yeah, the first time that you know how to stop bullying, you're never gonna get bullied again in your life. But I don't think he ever had that 
come to reality moment. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he he did come. Actually, I was thinking about a time in my life when people would call me and this girl I went to high school with the Twin Towers. <laughs> That's genius. <laughs> yeah, because we were both like the same height. And we, we were kind of friends. We had two classes together. And so one of the classes that we were in when September 11th happened, this fucking asshole goes, hey, Twin Towers, you going to go down like that later? Ugh, and you, I was like, that's fucked up, man. And looked at her was like, but I would. And then I did. You did. That was the first sexual experience I ever had, man, was on September 11th, 2001. What grade were you in? 11th. Or maybe 12th. I was like 16, so. Were <laughs> you no, really, man? I was in seventh grade when that went down. Yeah, well. Oh, I mean, like. You, that's the first time you fucked was in seventh grade. No man. Uh, yeah, you just got jerked or something. I mean, the first time I got my P and my V was tenth or eleventh. Eleventh. Man, I fucking touched this girl's pussy on my bus one time, dude, and smelled wow. it. Yeah, I was fat as fuck. I was way bigger than this. Listen, man, I touched that girl's beef, and, and it was huge. It was huge, man. <laughs> like, the outside of it was huge? Man, I, the only thing I could think of was, like, man, that bitch could open the door with this thing. Man, she could, she <laughs> like could, the hole or the... No, the, she could put her fucking hole around a doorknob and twist it. You touched her hole? Yeah, dude, of course I did. Consensually? Yeah, no, she, uh, yeah, absolutely, consensually. And how did you know the difference if it was a big beef or not at that time? Because, man, I was like, there's no way a dick would feel good in this thing. <laughs> it was huge, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but how would you? I mean, you just. I, I don't know. The next, you like, just explored. Dude, like, I remember, dude, the first time I ever saw a puss, I went and chowed it, and it was hairy, and it was smelly, and it it's, tasted terrible, and I just, you know, went for it. And I just, yeah. you know, you just assume, like, well, I guess this is what this is like. Because well, when I first thought about girls, I thought the puss was, like, in the front. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, you yeah. just, like, slap stomachs together, <laughs> your dick and puss were, like, same level. Sweet. And so you just went in straight forward, like a G.I. Joe Barbie doll situation. It's like a, the pussies right here and then the belly button's up here. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I'm sure we were all in a world of surprise when we first discovered sexual organs. But I just remember being like, all right, and then trying to eat it because I'd watched tons of porn. And boy, was it great. And I just kept doing it because I was like, "This is what a man is." And I just thought that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that was a ton. Of, that was a ton of fun, man. I, I miss those days. Did you chat that girl's butt? Oh yeah, that's dude. I <laughs> always been the uh, number one go to <laughs> choice. <laughs> and see, while we were going through. <laughs> this sexual exploration at these ages you just got old andre sitting around crying about his limp dick you know what i'm saying and uh also when he was 17 you know his sister was six years younger than him so he was at home and she had some friends over and he starts wrestling with this 11 year old which sounds real weird but that's just slob shit you know what i mean all they do is wrestle with each other so he grabs a hold of this 11 year old girl he's wrestling her she's trying to get the hell away from him and when she's trying to struggle away and he's holding on, he comes his goddamn homemade pants. Whoa. Yep. That is some next level shit. <laughs> Fuck. And after he came, he liked it so much, he decided to ask the girl out that he had been having a crush on. And guess what she said? Maybe. No. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, maybe means no anyway. Maybe means no. But yeah. she said no, and he was crushed. She was like, man, those tits are huge. Yeah, well, this was when he was big and strong, so I think that he was like a handsome dude, you know, girl, like at, like as a young man, because he got like real weird looking when he got older. But when he got caught, dude, he was like in his fifties or sixties, fifty-four, fifty-four. Okay, 54. Well, I mean, so when he got caught, he was an older guy, so he was kind of weird looking. But he was like a pretty strapping young Slav. He had like the facial features of a Slavic god. He was tall. He was strong, but he couldn't get a boner. God, uh, and so. He, he finished high school. He graduated with great grades. Again, he was a good student. He worked hard as hell. Uh, he applied to university. And like I said, he had good grades. And he did good on the university entrance exam. But they rejected him. Now, it could have been because it was a competitive environment that many students tried to apply to. And people that were naturally smart probably went in for the same position, did better than him. Or... He says it was because of his father's reputation, which is very likely. I mean, yeah. we were in communist Russia, uh, Ukraine, USSR, Soviet shit. And again, they have that warrior mentality. So if you're 
marked as a coward, you're certainly not going to receive favor ever in your life. I wonder if he like went to the dean of the school and then he just sat down. And he's like, "We need to talk." He's like, "All right, what are we going to talk about?" He's like, "This is a third option here." All right, yeah. So he's like, "We don't let bitch titted." P-brained <laughs> Phoebes in this fucking school. And you ain't coming in here. You look weird as fuck. And we don't like that shit. Get the fuck out. <laughs> and he did. And he was like, all right, I'll give you one more chance, Andre. If you get a fully erect big old hog right now, you could come in through these university doors. Guess what didn't fucking happen? <laughs> now his tits get get hard, dude. I wonder if, he, I wonder if his tits <laughs> yeah. get hard. He lost the tits, buddy. The tits are gone. They're they're long gone by this point. <laughs> He's tit free. Um, so he doesn't get into university, and he decides to uh, enroll in a vocational school. And there he studied to become a communications technician. Same year as that, he began his first relationship. He dated a girl two years younger than him. So he's eighteen, dating a sixteen-year-old. That's normal. They tried to bone a few times. Except he couldn't ever get a boner, so after a few months, she got the hell out of there because she's trying to get stuffed by a working dick. And Andre, of course, was crushed. He went on to join the army. He served with border guards in Central Asia and then came back this way to work with KGB Communications in Berlin. Was his dick so soft he could slinky it down some stairs? Yeah, probably. If it was long enough? I mean... How are you strong and don't have a strong dick? You know how soft dicks are, dude. They just have so many variations of forms. I'm sure sometimes you could stretch it. Sometimes it was hanging. Sometimes it was inside his body, but never erect. I can't. I just you know never having a bone. Yeah. I I mean, there's some days still as a 33 year old man, I was like, man, could I just stop getting boners, please? (laughs) (laughs) Every once in a while, can I have a raging erection when I drive to work for no fucking reason? Same problem. I got to pull over, though. Especially (laughs) you just got to go to jail. Oh, well, there's a dead raccoon. I got to. Raccoon poon. I can't fuck the dead raccoon because it smells good. Well, I can. got a boner. I got a boner. <laughs> and they're always all puffed up, too. What if you yeah. fucked it in there? Dude, they got huge pussies. When you they're came like, in. <laughs> they're like, a raccoon poon They're like big, tied man. adult pussies when they're big and blown up like that. <laughs> <laughs> they just get all inflated and just crim, crim it in. You got to cram into that fucking raccoon poon it's balloon. Like, it's That's like a that, raccoon poon balloon, man. It's like that shitty Japanese omelet that guy makes and he cracks it over some fucking uh, <laughs> rice. Oh, yeah. rice. Yeah. You just put your dick in it. You, your, oh, God. <laughs> you just pop that thing, man. That's a new fucking version of pop that pussy that I never would have imagined in my life. <laughs> Thanks, whiskey. Yeah, so he was a good military kid, of course, because he's all about being a teacher's pet like all serial killers are. The military record was perfect, and he joined the Communist Party in 1960, right before he finished service. Once he completed, he moved back to his native village to live with his parents, where he soon met a young divorcee, and they dated for about three months. Now, during that time, their sexual contact obviously was minimal because he can't get a boner, and the divorcee asked some of her friends if they knew any ancient Russian secrets to get that thing working. Now, keep in mind, he's back in the small-ass town where everyone picked on him and there's not shit to do, no money. So the old rumor mill kicks up again, and they start talking about how his girlfriend's going to leave him because he can't get hard and satisfy that cooch. God. This reminds me of a kid that I went to school with. He couldn't get bones? Dude, he's definitely probably a serial killer now. His name was Bradley. Oh, yeah. Bradley is like the smelly kid name that... So everyone picked on Bradley? Yeah, we were in, I think, fourth grade, man. He was in the bathroom. Yeah. And I heard him, and I said, dude, I heard him go, oh, my God, what's wrong? This hurts. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, And then sure enough, dude, like, we opened up the bathroom door. Well, we didn't. The teacher did. Bradley had gotten some sticks off the playground. I busted his ball sack open and cracked that motherfucker open like a pinata, dude, and his balls are in the floor. What? Dude, I, this is a true fucking So story. he sliced his own balls open with sticks? Yeah, he's like trying, I guess he was trying to like fucking do that. What's that hippie shit where they had the two sticks and they're trying to the balls? Poi. <laughs> <laughs> dude, so he busted those old boys open, man, and then like he like we had to call an ambulance. He just sat in there like in the toilet just like fucking with paper towels holding his whatever was left and shit and they wow. came and picked him up and everybody called him 
baldest. <laughs> I mean, they had to switch schools and shit, man. It was weird. Fucking weird. Wow. <laughs> it was funny because my friend Noah, his his mom was dating his dad, or they were married, and that was his stepbrother. Yeah. And he was like, man, I hate this motherfucker. He's like, all he does is play Twisted Metal all the time and jack off. Uh, he was being that fucking mean old ice cream truck. Oh, hell yeah, boy. <laughs> Dude, what if he was being Rob Zombie the whole time? Remember when he could be Rob Zombie in Twisted Metal? Yeah. Never gonna stop, man. Never gonna stop. Never gonna see my ding and let me see your cream. <laughs> yeah, so here's what Andre said about the whole thing in a 1993 interview. He said, The girls were going behind my back, whispering that I was impotent. I was so ashamed, I tried to hang myself. My mother and some young neighbors pulled me out of the noose. Well, I thought no one would want such a shamed man, so I had to run away from my home. How's that? I've been listening to a lot of Yakov Smirnoff. <laughs> God. Uh, and Ronnie did to Rostov, and he brought his sister after he got a job as a communications engineer and an apartment. When Tatiana was living with him, she introduced him to Fedosia Ornachiva. Hot name. And they decided after two weeks that they should go ahead and arrange a marriage because both of them were getting older and they had nothing going on. And that is a boat that you have been in before. Right. A marriage arranged? Well, I mean, you guys decided to get married like right away. And that's what this guy did. I did. It didn't (laughs) work out. I mean, it wasn't an arranged marriage. Like his sister introduced them. And then in two weeks, they're like, yeah, you know what we should do at this point in our lives? Just go ahead and throw it all together. That is exactly what the fuck happened. I did throw that shit all together. <laughs> and I guess she was okay with his impotence because uh, he didn't get drunk and kick the shit out of her like every other Slavic man would do. Yep. And that's another thing about Andre is that a lot of people didn't trust him outside, like in the military and shit outside of where he grew up because they all hated him anyway. But every new person he met because he didn't like to drink vodka. Really? And that's real shit because all of them would get drunk. Like, they would slowly drink throughout the entire day as this Slavic tradition because the vodka is free-flowing. You got no money, nothing to look forward to, and it's cold as shit. So you got a pound vodka. keeps you warm. Yeah. keeps you not thinking about everything that's terrible. And then gets you to bed when you got to go to sleep after hating your life for hours. Well, do you think he didn't drink because he was already fucking pea-brained? Perhaps he wasn't into it. And she liked that, she said. I mean, she didn't have a lot of complaints. He had steady jobs, didn't kick her ass, didn't get drunk all the time. So that was working out. It's just sexually it wasn't working out, especially because they didn't, because they did want to have kids. Well, let me tell you what. She's a rare breed. Yeah. Because we all know that women like to get their ass kicked by an alcoholic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right I'm kidding, I'm kidding. i had a, I was like thinking about something else when you said that and i was like nodding and i was like oh <laughs> you piece of shit i mean i thought that was true forever because i worked in bars because women would just yeah. be like hey man i really like your style and your style was just like fucking kid rock shirts and fucking really kick-ass cowboy boots and some tight-ass wranglers and then you'd be like yeah you want to come home with me and then just kick your ass and the next thing you know they're married yeah, and beating the shit out of each other. I mean, dude, bouncing at bars, you see the absolute worst spectrum of humanity. Oh, yeah. And, and like, you know, you just learn that there's certain people you'll never mesh with. The way that people would pick each other up and dress a certain way to try to meet somebody. But couples, dude, like, when once these people became a unit together and they would come out to the bar and they would get drunk and they would get in a public argument and then, like, the guy would slap the shit out of her and then you'd have to kick the fucking guy's ass because that's what you're getting paid to do. And then they would be back the next day, like, oh, no problem. Like, n- you know, nothing happened. That's just a regular old Arkansas Saturday night to get drunk. Kicks my fucking ass. There's an Arkansas Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you would just have to stand by and watch. And then I just learned from being in that environment that that is not the culture for me. <laughs> I did it for a long time. You did it for a long time, man. It's a yeah, but you know, I didn't hang out with anybody. Uh, hell no, man. You <laughs> That's what, what I'm saying. That's you not go, for me. You would get on Facebook and it'd be like, check out the new local listings of uh, Garner County. Uh, people that got checked into jail and shit, and you'd be like, oh wow, I know all those people. <laughs> yeah, every single one. I of knew them they were going to the bar. There. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. And so they wanted to have a kid. Now, let me ask you, buddy. Have you ever wanted to eat a snack pack and you didn't have a spoon? Yeah. So, you you know, you would, like, sip the first part of it, obviously. You would go like, type of suck. But then there was all that left in the bottom. And your tongue couldn't quite reach in there. So you would just get your fingers in there and scoop the rest of it out and then lick your fingers off. Well... Essentially, that's how they conceived the child because somehow Andre was able to jack his flaccid dingus enough to goop in his fingers and then jam those fingers. I don't know why I went with three that's inside a, of her. That's a girl on my bus. <laughs> <laughs> I got big fingers. Uh, impregnated her, which is terrifying. Who knew all these times of probably having cummy fingers jamming them back inside of somebody? I could have easily... Put one in there. They're not Russian. Yeah, I don't know. It, I've, the science of this is beyond me, but where there's a Soviet will, there's a Soviet way because old bonerless Andre was able to get that cum in there via fingers, and they had their first kid, a son, Yuri, in 19... I'm sorry. Yeah, their first kid was their daughter. I'm a fucking idiot. Limit. Ludmila. Ludmila. They had a daughter, Ludmila, in 1965 and a son, Yuri, in 1969. All the while, Andre was working as a communications engineer. In 1970, he wanted to switch professions to a teacher after receiving a degree in Russian literature from Rostov University. He went off to become a teacher, and kids hated this weak fuck. It was being in school all over again. I mean, literally... But also the kids totally bullied him. He was so easy to walk over. Kids would not listen to him. They would smoke in his class. They called him the goose, which in Russian means like just a fucking jerk. Somebody who you don't have to give respect to in any form. And he got his revenge by fucking him. (laughs) Sure did. (laughs) (laughs) Because in May 1973... Chikatilo committed his first known sexual assault upon one of his pupils. In the incident, he swam towards a 15-year-old girl and groped her breasts and genitals. He swam towards her? Yeah, they were in a pool, stupid. Okay. He ejaculated as the girl struggled against him. Once again, all that wrestling gets him cummed up. Months later, Chikatilo sexually assaulted another teenage girl whom he had locked in his classroom. He was not disciplined for either of these incidents or for the occasions in which fellow teachers observed Chikatilo fondling himself in the presence of his students. One of Chikatilo's duties at this school was ensuring his students who boarded at the school were present in their dormitories in the evenings. Oh, great job for him. On several occasions, he is known to have entered the girls' dormitory in the hope of seeing them undressed. For what? To goop in your hands and cram it in somebody. (laughs) In response to the increasing number of complaints lodged against him by students, the director of the school summoned Chikatilo to a formal meeting and informed him he should resign voluntarily or be fired. So Chikatilo left his employment discreetly and found another job as a teacher at another school in some town I could never pronounce in January 1974. He lost his job there as a result of staff cutbacks in September of 1978. He's been married the whole time. Now, his wife doesn't know exactly what happened, but she does know it was from some sort of trouble with female students. And the second job, now he's got financial trouble until he can find another job teaching in the Russian town of Shikathi, or however the fuck you Russians say it. Chikatilo's career as a teacher ended in March 1981 following several complaints of child molestation against pupils of both sexes. That same month, he began a job as a supply clerk for a factory based in Rostov, which produced construction materials. This role required Andre to travel extensively across much of the Soviet Union, either to physically purchase the raw materials to fulfill production quotas or to negotiate supply contracts. And that's where we'll leave off because now you see the escalation. You understand where Andre came from, a cycle of abuse, a rough life, water on the brain, pee in the bed, being the victim 
of bullying, harsh bullying his whole life, watching his mom get raped, normalizing sexual violence. And then once he was in a position of power himself, he abused it, started molesting kids, and now he started a traveling job. So we will pick up here next week and get into some of these 56 murders. It's mind-blowing. The other thing that blows my fucking mind about this is still to this day, people that fuck with kids get off easy. Yeah. I see it day in and day out of my job where literally uh, human services, they don't even, they don't do anything to the parents. What they'll do is they'll get the kid out of there, but they don't do any fucking thing else. Nothing else. Like, they don't do shit to them. Like, they might go to court or whatever, but they never get punished for it. Yeah. And that's what's fucked up. And so, even in, like, I know our culture is kind of new. We've only been around, like, what, 300 years or some shit as far as America? America for 300 years? I think, yeah, the 1700s. Okay, yeah. 1776. Yeah. Woo! So, still to this day, they get off. People get off on that shit. Like, they're not able. They don't do shit to them. They don't do anything to these people. Yeah. They need to. These are the people that you go take in town square and then you tell everybody, hey, you're off work today. You're going to go watch a public hanging because this person touched a kid. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that uh, immediate death is the solution. Uh, I like what, the, what they're doing in Florida. They have, like, you get sentenced to live in this trailer park. Like, you have leprosy. You can't leave. You have no contact with the outside world. <laughs> you're just stuck with all these creepy pedophiles in a yeah. shitty trailer park for forever. And I could not imagine a fate worse than that. What song did you pick out today, Lloyd? I picked out Mortal Decay. Hell yeah. And did you write the song down? Because we didn't, you didn't <laughs> sure print did, the top man. of it off. God damn. Uh, hold on. Professional. And uh, yeah, so now you could call us producers because here we are. Producers. Not in the fancy confines of uh, our buddy Mark's studio. We're at my house and look at... How my wife's decorated everything if you're tuned in on Facebook Live. Yum. You got the gather. You got your utensils there. She's done a lovely job at our home. So if you ever think that I'm just laying on a bed of moldy corpses, not true at all. I'm in a house with four bedrooms, two sweet children, a wife, two cats, two dogs. Be it ever so humble, this is where I cumble. Couple tomatoes. Oh, man. This is uh, Mortal Decay Beyond Forensic Knowledge. Beyond Forensic Knowledge. Discovering the decomposed bodies, awfully mutilated, genitals gruesomely removed, replaced with dirt, thievery, and grotesque memories, victims of sadosexual perversions, acts of genius, distorted mastermind of the macabre art. Obliterating most traces of forensic evidence, DNA non-existent, bodily, lividly, badly bruised, abrasions from a violent struggle, fractured skulls practically defleshed, jaws severely shattered, eyes sunken in from repeating beatings, repeated beatings, savage beyond comprehension, and all that is human. Chikatilo, your sickness immortal, lusting the innocent defiled. What are your thoughts as you rape the children, molest and sodomize? To crave necrophilia? To devour pieces of your victims? Bizarre envy, the fascination of your lunacy, conquering the unreal, hunting the, mini- hunting the mysteries, unknown identity. And I like how you can nail necrophilia. <laughs> In other words, I, you stumble and bumble. I can spell that word easy. <laughs> it just shows what type of stupid shit we've done with our lives. <laughs> Inhuman capabilities to brutalize the young flesh. Pleasured by hands of insanity. Fathoming the homicidal rages. Maniacal sex criminal. Pedophile. Torture killer. Exhuming the masticated. Recover the horrid images. Both sexes violated orally, anally, penetrated. Human... Human predator, undefiled, eyes and tongues removed, torsos viciously stabbed, enhancing the orgasm. Ooh. Fuck. Creamy. Creamy cunt. Insane fucking brutalizing creation. Your mind a carbon of a grave. Cavern. 
cavern? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Your fool. mind a cavern like that big pussy's jammed your fingers in. <laughs> I did. <laughs> of grave recollections. 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 <laughs> Another classic, my buddy. Hey, man. I did pretty good. That's the best one I did on, I think. I think so. Man, it's comfortable recording over here. We have to drive anywhere? No. Hey, man, quit rubbing your fucking beard on shit, though. It makes loud noises. No, for real. It sounds it like feels. shit, you fucking idiot. No, it doesn't. It feels yes, good. it does. It feels <laughs> like so a stupid. Norelco. All right. Here's the epical fascination of the new destiny. 